this summer with AC Pro and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get a $15 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card after mail-in rebate with the purchase of select AC Pro ready-to-use refrigerant products that include a hose and gauge. Beat the heat before you hit the road with AC Pro at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast. My name is Corby LaCroix, and the song you're hearing right now is called Great and Mighty One, available on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your music. But for now, recording from the Unscripted Studio at the Junction in Old Hilliard, here's your host and my friend, Aaron Conrad. Great Redeemer, God of All right, everybody, welcome to Unscripted from my studios at the Junction in Old Hilliard. Um, I will say in advance that there is some construction going on at my studios at the Junction in Old Hilliard. So there may be some noise in the background. I will do my best to mute and not have that. But uh, thank you, Corby, for the introduction on audio as always. This is exciting. Second time guest. I need to get like gear for for people that come back more than once but we are approaching mount vernon's homecoming ceremonies or you know uh festivities i guess you'd call it and uh so i thought there's no better guest to get back than coach scott fleming so coach why don't you introduce yourself tell us a little bit about you and we'll go from there yeah so uh scott fleming um actually coming to homecoming for the first time in a long time at mbnu used to be the ad and the head coach there but uh been gone about 12 years and done a lot of different things, but presently I'm the, the technical director and head coach at the NBA Academy in India. Uh, because of COVID, I'm, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona right now, but we're hoping to get back in January and get going again in India. So uh, that's my present position. There you go. And we want to catch up on a lot of things. And I think we have a special guest joining us yeah. at some point during this. But let's catch up because a year ago we talked about a lot of things and it was awesome. Honestly, Coach, one of my favorite um, interviews and one of the most popular interviews, to be honest with you, it was very, I think there were so many people from Mount Vernon, especially that, that loved catching up with you, hearing about where you're at in life, uh, what's happening with, you know, with you and, and honestly, some of the things that we had discussed in that first episode. Yeah. So I know you have a newsletter, which I want to make sure we link up at the end so people can get that as well. But uh, why don't you bring us up to speed? I know you just sent out a new newsletter where what's happening with coach Fleming now. Yeah. So, you know, I never would have known I'd be here a year and a half in, in the States. We, we get shut down in India a year ago, March, and, and thought we'd be back in a couple of months. But like many people, we were hibernating and COVID issues. But now things are opening up and we hope to get back. But during this year has been, been exciting. Uh, I've, I've been working on helping a lot of our academy players to get to colleges and prep schools in, in the U.S. And to count, to this date, we have seven of our young men. Uh, that are either at prep schools or colleges in the United States and two even in Canada. And so it's, you know, I've kind of reversed roles where I was the college coach for years chasing these players down. And now I'm kind of in the roles of the high school coach. 
and promoting them. But, uh, you know, there's no line I haven't heard. You know, I, I know when they're authentic and I know when it's kind of a sales pitch line. And so, but I'm really excited about these. And we have two of them in Pittsburgh right now at a prep school that are probably both going to go division one in basketball. One of them is a seven footer that already has four offers. Wow. And, the, you know, it's exciting because these are the kind of things that never happened in India before. No one ever went to the United States. No one ever got to do that. And then the other exciting news is that our, our best player from our academy a couple of years ago uh, just got drafted by the Stockton Kings from the Sacramento Kings. So he'll be playing with their G League team this year. Uh, he played this summer with their summer league team in Las Vegas. So there's a lot of firsts, a lot of really cool things that I know would not have happened without the NBA Academy. And it's not yeah. just me, but we have a team that's put that all together in the NBA. And, you know, the goal is to, to have another Yao Ming or somebody like that, you know, from India. Not sure when that'll happen, but we, we've seen so many other shorter-term goals or I should say, say lesser goals maybe. There's still a big deal for guys to play pro ball, to play in college. You know, these guys are getting their education paid for. And, and some of them are out of little villages, you know, yeah. in, in India where they would have never dreamed this could happen. It's been fun to, to give them the, the avenue for, for that to happen. So, so that's, you know, kept me pretty busy this year. And then, you know, a lot of other things. As I grow older, I've reflected a lot on my relationships through the years. And I think maybe I even told you last time, I hardly get through a, a day without hearing from a former player or a coach in some way. And that's made it all worthwhile. But, um, I, you know, Aaron, I've been thinking lately, I'm, I'm a rich man. You know, I'm, right. I'm a rich man because of the investments right. uh, that have been given to me and those that I've, I've made. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with money. You know, right. it's about people right. and relationships. And I've just, you know, it's come to my mind recently, a, a lot of my reflection, how rich I am. And, I, and I'll never die a rich man, but I, as far as monetarily, but my relationships I do. And so I've spent this year calling and contacting a lot of people that have made a difference in my life, from former players to coaches to just, you know, friends. And uh, I, I think I shared one unique one in my newsletter that I'll just share briefly as I, sure. I called my high school JV coach that mm -hmm. I hadn't talked to since high school. Mm -hmm. His name was Coach Coker, uh, Dave, David Coker. Mm -hmm. And he believed in me. I had just had a tough season the year before. wasn't sure I even wanted to play basketball. And he believed in me and he, he gave me back a love for the game. And he really helped me to develop. And I just wanted to call him. And he was shocked. You know, this is like 50, well, 45 years ago or something right. like this. Right. And I'm calling him kind of out of the blue and say, Coach Coker, I just want to call you and thank you for, and, and, and I wouldn't be where I am today without you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he's probably in his seventies now and uh, still, still sharp, but it was so fun to talk to him. It, it was great for me. Mm -hmm. If it was only for me, it was a great for me to be able to tell him that. Right. And I think it meant a lot to him too, to hear from, this guy from the seventies that played JV basketball for him and to yeah. know what kind of impact he made. So, so he made an investment in me when I was 16 years old mm -hmm. you know? and that investment has grown just like investments in money right. grow, you right. know, his investment in me has grown to take me to where I am today. So that, and there, and there are a lot of other examples too of people that I've, I've called. I, 
you know, I, I've talked to a couple of players just in the last week that I haven't talked to for a while that played for me at Mount Vernon. And, and I hope to see a lot of them, you know, when I get back there in a few weeks. So. And I will tell you, I was, uh, I remember, do you remember the name Rob Murky? Were you, were you ever? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So Rob Murky was my youth pastor. Yeah, well, uh, Rob Murky is the cousin, or I mean, uh, yeah, cousin to Dave Murky, who was one of my best friends. There you I go. Traveled the music group with me. Yeah. It's a very small world. We went to Rob and I went to the same church in Alliance, Ohio. One yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I tell you, I and Rob will, will be able. I haven't talked to Rob in years, but I remember I was out on sales calls and um, I was driving. I was in the car for like three or four hours. You have all that windshield time. And I'm like, I got to find this guy. So at some point, thanks to the internet, I was able to dig up his number. Because when I was in high school, you know, I needed role models. Uh, You said you watched the Mark Price, you know, episode. And uh, I needed role models. I needed people in my life as I was becoming a Christian that that invested in me. And Rob Murky uh, was one of those people, you know. And I remember calling him and just, I think I found him in a church in North East, North, Northwest Ohio, somewhere. Anyway, he was, yeah. he was now on to other things. And I just wanted to thank him to your point. You know, I just wanted to say, thank you, coach. You know, thank you for, for investing in me, for loving me, for caring about me as a high school kid. And, and um, you know, so I, I'm always thankful for that. And, and sometimes, you know, to be on the other end of that phone call uh, is, is you, we never know the impact that will have on someone else. And so it's really cool that you're doing that. Yeah, and it, it, it certainly is. And, and I'm trying to do it more and more, I'm, you know, because a lot of people helped me when I was young, mm-hmm. you know, just like right. this, with many others and, right. and encouraged me. And so, um, you know, what I'm even doing this year, it's I've been given the privilege of even helping young coaches to find jobs, mm-hmm. you know, that so many helped me back then, you know, and you'd always ask people, can you help me out, whatever. And so many people didn't get back with you and, you know, didn't care, but there were a few that would, and I'm trying to be that person that cares, Uh, not only because it's the right thing to do, but I just want to, you know, invest in these people. Let me, can I share with you one story of one reason? The platform is yours, coach. Well, um, Sarah uh, Gaylor, who worked with us with the Texas Legends when I was in Dallas as an intern, uh, I brought her to India, uh, I think a year and a half ago to be kind of a short term coach and help us with our, our grassroots program. Mm-hmm. And Sarah has always wanted to coach a men's team. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, she's just had a desire to be on that side of it. And it's so hard, as you know, for that to happen. Right. And, um, but she's, she worked for the Milwaukee Bucks as an intern the last two years. But there was an opening at, at a college in Kentucky for a men's basketball position, an AD position. She had never done anything like that. She felt comfortable as a basketball coach, but you know this was all new to her. Yeah. So she reached out to me and we spent a lot of time getting her ready for an interview and talking through uh, everything that she would need to do and ask them and, and all that. Long story short, uh, a month ago, Sarah got hired by nice. Brescia University as the first I think the first woman coach I know in the NAIA, and I think at all levels, that's awesome uh, to be a female coaching a men's team. Yeah, and so that's she's great. still calling me. She's, oh man, you know this just happened. I just had this meeting. What it would, you know. So I'm kind of been able to mentor her, mm-hmm. you know, through this. Now, she's really capable. She's going to be fine. Right. I wouldn't have. Right. I wouldn't have pushed it if if she wasn't. But she needs some help along the way. Yeah. You know? So I'm trying to give that to her. 
you know, I think sometimes we get put in a position, um, God puts us in positions to put wind in someone else's sails. They don't need our help in terms of their talent or their God giftedness. They just need someone to be able to give them the little push they needed to get to a place where they can now uh, excel and and take off. And, and, you know, there's nothing better to watch than someone that you've invested in, not financially and financially great, you know, that, but again, as you said, we're not all rich, but we are rich in terms of our blessing and what, what position and platform we've been given. So to watch um, someone that you've been able to just give that little bit of nudge that they needed Excel is really, really cool. There's no doubt about it. If, if an intramural player would have needed a nudge in Mount Vernon, I'm just, I'm just saying, <laughs> I can't let it go. I can't let it go. I mean, you know, Hey, whatever. So anyway, well, <laughs> I missed you. I missed on that one. You might be in the NBA right now. But. That's right. I'd, I'd be, no, I'd probably be retired by now, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I, I literally, uh, I'm so thankful for my time there and my, I'm so thankful my son is there and we're going to have coach veal on soon. And uh, yeah, it's, I, I'm thankful for, for really everything. I really am. It's, it's been awesome. So um, all right. We, we have a guest coming in soon. So what is parenting like right now? That's the only, let's just, I I won't go into who our guest is, but what's parenting like now? Well, I'll tell you, uh, it's very different. Sometimes I miss having, you know, little kids around the house or even teenagers. Mm -hmm. Um, I yearn for that sometimes to go back to, but you know, it's pretty cool having adult children too. Yeah. Yeah. And to see them blossom and take that next step. And uh, I have three kids. They're, they're all in LA. Um, and they've all gone to kind of chase their dream, uh, in the music or entertainment business. And Preston, my oldest was the first one to go. And he, he went out there and he was sleeping on couches and hanging out with friends, just trying to make it and started at the bottom. But now he is a, he's in post-production for several television shows. Awesome. Um, He's been on shows like Longmire and he, when, when Dallas first came back and then right now he's on black lightning, which is on Netflix. But um, he, he's worked himself up to be, you know, kind of leader of a post-production crew. Mm-hmm. And that's what he does. That's, that's his day job. But he also has a recording studio in his garage. Awesome. Um, and he has, the three of them are all in music. My middle son, uh, he was in a band called Hot Stop for a while. And now he's a songwriter and singer on his own. And then my daughter has um, done the same. She worked for Columbia Records in their offices, or Columbia Music in their in their office for a while. But she uh, is also a, a budding uh, songwriter and 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 an artist singer. Mm-hmm. And so they're working together. They've had some uh, because of Preston's job. They've had some of their music as placements on you know some of these shows. Whenever you hear that that music in the background on television shows. Um, they've had several on those. I think the, the probably the one that was most known is a show called Gronish, and um, she had one of her songs on there. Awesome. And so, um, yeah, so that's what they're they're doing right now, and you know, trying to pay the bills. But uh, they're you know they they've they've got some success along the line, and I think there'll be more to come. It's a tough business, but mm. I'm trying to support their dreams right now, and. Yeah. And they're all good. Uh, you know, when we when they were growing up in our home, we kind of presented a couple of things. One was sports, mm-hmm. and one was music. Mm-hmm. And they all played basketball through high school. Tori went on and played softball in college. And 
And so they love sports. They love basketball, but this was their passion. Yeah. Uh, music. And this, is, this is what they're doing right now out there. So, And there's nothing more exciting. I mean, then honestly, no. you know, they're watching our kids. Uh, I mean, I thought Austin would be, the next greatest basketball player in the world. And he's a baseball player. You know, <laughs> I still think he's really, really talented at basketball, but at the same time, he's really talented at baseball. And, and it's been a, a joy to watch him no matter what his dream is. And so it's, it's, it's very, very cool. So when uh, do you plan on returning to India? You might've covered this, but when do you plan? Yeah, on I, I hope so January. That's the goal right now. We've put together a proposal for everyone. There's a lot of legal issues and all of that. When you're talking about safety and, and that, but I think the goal is to get back in January okay. and, um, and hopefully get it started again with those players that we've been in touch with all along, but then we'll hopefully add some more players and some tryouts when, when we go back, because we graduated and lost, you know, uh, half of them. Mm -hmm. And so the other half are, are, have been working with us, but now we need to add new boys, uh, onto the, into the roster. So how did you end up in Arizona? Well, it was cause my kids, uh, they all lived in LA. And um, we were looking for a home base and, and uh, probably weren't going to go to L.A. We checked out some things in California, just really steep, you know, the economy and everything else. And just uh, we, where can we land that will feel like we still can thrive? And, and Phoenix was the place. We're only five hours away. We can jump on the Route 10 here and get to their place pretty easily in a half a day. And so, uh, and we've, we've grown to really like Phoenix. It, it can be pretty hot at times, but it, right now it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, you know. And, uh, but it was the right place, the right distance. And, and it was because of our kids really, but I've, but you know, the thing's been great. I've enjoyed getting to know a lot of the coaches in the area. Some of them I already do, did know, but you know, I've been connected with, uh, Arizona state and, uh, a couple of Christian colleges, Arizona Christian and uh, as well as a few, and then um, Grand Canyon University, you know, some yep. guys there. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, I've been over to some practices and met with them. And, and then I, I actually have got to know uh, one of the coaches for the Phoenix Suns. And so I hope to, to get over and hang around with them a little bit too. So that's, that's been fun to, to have all these basketball programs in the area. So I was going to ask you as a coach, how do you stay sharp? Because, you know, players got to go to the gym and they got to get their yeah. shots up. As a coach, how do you stay sharp as you're in this in-between time? Absolutely. And this is one of the reasons. I've been over to practices for these teams and, right. and I, I take notes and yeah. you know, I see something new. And then, you know, so there, there's a lot you can do on the Internet these days. And yeah, looking up drills and talking to other coaches and doing I've done some clinics myself for coaching groups. And so, yeah, you do, you have to stay in it. You can't just ignore it or you get rustier yourself. And, um, and that may be a little bit the case, but I, I think I've tried to, to keep up with things and, you know, and just adding new things, looking at new offenses and new drills and not get stuck on, this is how I've always done it. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, coach, I have to say, I mean, I, I got to back in, you know, our day, so to speak at Mount Vernon, Mount Vernon was kind of ahead of the curve in terms of this three-point shooting. Uh, am I wrong? It was the offense not – it wasn't your traditional uh, – Mark Price and I discussed this, uh, not name-dropping, but but we talked about the old, you know, the North Carolina – even up until last year, North Carolina was still inside-out basketball. Bigs right. going on the post. Mount Vernon didn't play that way. Mount Vernon – Mount Vernon, am I wrong? Mount Vernon was, was ahead of the curve a little bit in terms well, of three-point shooting. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I would, but some of it was out of necessity. You know, we didn't have any big, strong post players at that right, time. Right. And we had a lot of perimeter players. And even, you know, just to kind of 
player we needed to go after, the one neutralizer to, to big, strong, quick athletes was shooters, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think, especially early on, as, as we went, we were able to get in you know, a little better athletes and stronger post players and things like that. But we still stuck with our three-point threat. I think you have to have it. Right. But I, I think in those early days, even the coach before me, Bernie Balikian and myself, right. both used the three-point line, I think because of the kind of makeup on our teams to try mm-hmm. to neutralize, you know, some of these big, strong, quick, talented teams that we had to play against. So your, your offense was dictated by the players you, you were, were give, I don't want to say given the players you recruited, the players yeah. that you ended up with, you had to dictate your offense around that versus making them form to your offense. You know, when I was first there, you know, we ran up pretty about a four out one high right. motion offense that looked at a lot of threes. Now, as I got some bigger player, like when I had Mark Hess and Steve Mays there, mm-hmm. they were both post players and I need to figure out a way to play them at the same time. I didn't like a three out two in. I thought it was kind of jammed in the post too much, took away penetration. So I found a, an offense that Jay Wright had mm-hmm. and I kind of adapted that and I still run it to this day, I've, I've tweaked it a lot, but it's basically a four out one in double post offense where you can use two post players, but not jam up the paint. And so, um, yeah, you just, you adjust with the guys that you have. You just said Jay Wright and, and I got a little bit, I, I started losing my. Wow. He's one know, of my favorites. He's, he's one of my so favorites. good. He's so yeah. good, but it's so hard because Carolina lost a heartbreaking game. Yeah. To, you know, in the final, but good for Jay. I was at that game. I was really, and I was sitting around a bunch of North Carolina people. Michael and Jordan they, was there. Yeah. And when they first hit that shot, you know, that they thought won the game, the place right. went, you know, crazy around me. Yeah. And then the goofy play at the end. Well, it wasn't a goofy play, it was a nice play where he pitched that great play. Three Just a great play. I was sitting around a bunch of major depressed people. Oh, uh, honestly, I, I, it took me probably about two weeks. Honestly, I don't get too emotionally attached to games, but that one, you know, Mark for Marcus page to hit a shot that, that is just a circus shot. I mean, there, the fact that that went in and tied the game yeah. and then uh, just to not guard the inbounder, but yeah. that's fine. But we I, you know, I, I got a hold up <laughs> of Jay Wright stuff back when he was at Hofstra, you mm. know, or even went to Villanova. Mm-hmm. So he was, you know, kind of an unknown coach on his way up and, stole a bunch of his stuff like we all do. And mm, right, right. And he went on to be a pretty good coach. So he's a fantastic coach and they have a fantastic program. They just kind of re retool and just keep winning. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I have nothing but respect for, for coach uh, uh, at Villanova, but um, okay. So what's next in terms of for you right now, you, yeah. it says January. Yeah. I, well, I'm just, I'm, got to get ready to go back to India. I'm going to try to keep growing as a coach. And uh, again, I'm going to continue to make contact. Like I said, with a lot of these people in my life that I, that I need to, and I'm going to invest in my kids and now my grandkids, you know, I was mm-hmm. over last week in LA to see my, my grandson, Thomas play soccer and, and everybody was there. It was really cool. And um, he had two goals. He was, he's pretty good. That's awesome. That's he's a great. pretty good little player. And so, and then I've got a, a two-year-old Zion uh, not after Zion Williamson, but it's, uh, his Thanks name is Zion. And, and so, you know, now I'm, I'm investing to that next investing in that next generation, you know, yeah. too. So that's so good. Um, 
I wanted to ask you, I know one of the things I think you mentioned in your, your newsletter was that you were doing a lot of reading and a lot of studying of, you know, and, and you post, and again, I think we shared this on the first one. I appreciate your Twitter feed because it really is good content in terms of leadership lessons, things like that. So who are you reading and what have you learned from those things? Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, some of it is, is, is articles, you know, some of it's short short article type reading, but, um, you know, some books that have meant a lot to me, one is called the secret game. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's actually uh, written. I've gotten to know, uh, Scott Ellsworth. He's a, he's a writer, but he, he, I picked it up in a Portland, um, uh, library one day or store bookstore. And Mm -hmm. I just, you know, just kind of the title kind of grabbed me and I started reading about it. And I, and I realized that he was writing about my good, uh, friend, uh, John McKellen. Mm-hmm. Uh, McClendon, sorry, John McClendon. And uh, long story short, he's a he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of 40 coaches in the Hall of Fame. But he used to come down and run a day of camp for me at Mount Vernon every year. And um, he was a, 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 a it, it, the story is about the first um, integrated game with with Duke and and his his school, I think North Central College in North Carolina. And but it, it, it anybody would enjoy it because it's really rich uh, with just uh, life experiences and the whole reconciliation or and, and the and the whole prejudice that he had to go through through those years and and all that. So Scott Ellsworth has written a book and it's called The Secret Game. And it's basically about the life of John McClendon. Hmm. And and I got to know John when I was in New York and he ended up back at Cleveland State as kind of an advisor. He passed away about 10 years ago now. But he used to always come down to Mount Vernon for a day. And he would, he was in James Naismith's class, um, believe it or not. And so he would bring down a peach basket and he would talk about netball yeah. and all of that. And, uh, he, and then I'd go out to lunch with him and pick his brain. And it was just a great relationship. And here, here I, I knew nothing about this book. And now I've gotten to know Scott Ellsworth. And I hope to read some of his other books, too. So that's one example. Have you read Jimmy Dykes book yet? No, but I, I, I need oh, to. Yeah. It's so good. It really is. I mean, I know your kids are, are older now, but uh, what a fantastic book. Um, honestly, that's one of the top five I've ever read that one in quiet strength. Um, but, but Jimmy Dykes book about, um, you know, the game doesn't, the, the film doesn't lie. Um, you know, I'm sure as a coach, you appreciate that too. The, the game film does not lie. And right. uh, you know, what's our game film and how are we living our lives? It's a, uh, Jimmy Dykes, is, it's a fantastic book, and he was honestly a, a, such an honor to, to interview, not not to drop a name, but sure. but uh, that's that's a book that I really appreciate. Matt Doherty's book was also fantastic on leadership. Uh, both of those uh, are very, very good. But um, Yeah, well, there, aren't, there isn't time in the day to read all the books you'd like to, but you right. try to. <laughs> right. Well, you have to do books on tape. You have a five-hour drive back and forth to California. Right, so. right, right. right. <laughs> so what's the plan when you come up for homecoming? Well, uh, you know, I'm going to try to see as many people as I can. And then uh, Coach Renee, actually, you know, I talk with Coach Renee about once a month or so. We, we do a Zoom kind of just a kind of a uh, mentor. But, he, you know, I learned from him as well. But we just kind of check in every month. But he asked me to come and coach one of the alumni teams for the alumni games. So oh, nice. um, not a whole lot of X's and O's, but it'll be fun just hanging around those guys. And then it is my one of my it's my class reunion. I won't tell you how many years, but it's a lot. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it, it'll be fun just being back there. And then I'm, I'm going to go down on that Monday to the athletes in action, 
uh, campus and meet with those guys as well while, while I'm in the area. So, well, I believe we have a guest. Let yeah. me go ahead and, and let our guest in. And uh, I'll actually let you do the introduction because yeah. I, I don't know our guest, but you you do. So let's see once she uh, once she joins us here. There she is. Coach, I'll let you go ahead and make the hey, introduction. Hi. Well, let me tell you. So I, I told, I've told them a little bit about you, but she is my youngest and uh, she has two older brothers and she's in L.A. right now. And uh, she's in between jobs, actually, but she's keeping pretty busy because she is a, a budding a songwriter and singer. And she's already uh, released, uh, I think, four or five songs. You can tell more about that, Tori. But and um, she has another music video coming out pretty soon. And um and what's, what's great for me is they all work together. You know, my oldest son does a lot of the work with her in his studio and they, they write and produce and all that to kind of together. But um, yeah, and then she may tell you a little more about this contest that she's in. She's a finalist in right now and we need some votes for that. But, you know, we just look at it as another chance and opportunity for her to just kind of grow in her career and, and get, her, get her name out there. She's really super talented. Uh, but there are a lot of talented people out there. You just have to hope somebody sees it, the right person sees it, you know. Right. So you Tori, can welcome. what you want. Uh, well, Tori, Tori, welcome to Unscripted. And uh, I'm honored uh, to I'm honored by to know your dad. Uh, so let me let me start there. I, I'm honored. Uh, you know, we we had an Unscripted a year ago and uh, he you know, we we didn't know each other well at Mount Vernon, but, uh, you know, we knew of each other. And a year ago, he really uh, poured into me, invested in me and we've been friends since. And so I've, I've been watching your journey from afar. So uh, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience and uh, and we'll just we'll catch up. Yeah. So my name is Tori. My artist name is Tori Floyd. Um, I am a I like to say a songwriter singer because I like to think of myself as a songwriter first and then uh, a singer. I know that kind of flips it. But yeah, I make my own music. I like he said, I work with my brothers, which is a nice bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, and we collaborate quite a bit on making original music and putting it out there independently. Um, I've been in circles in the music industry. And so it's interesting kind of seeing both sides and also mm-hmm. being an independent artist. Um, yeah, it's my passion. I feel like it's what I'm supposed to do with my life. So I have confidence in that, right? And moving forward, even though it's a tricky, it's a tricky business, like yeah. many of us are. But um, yeah, that's what I'm doing. And that's what I feel like um, is is for me. And so music is my path. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to have a whole family dynamic on. So Tori, for you, when was the moment when you said, I'm going all in, like, this is, this is what I want to do with my life? Um, I would probably say there's actually a couple then, and then life kind of like gets to you a little bit again, and then you find yourself in the same position, but the pivotal, this is what I'm doing for sure. No turning back was actually after I had moved out to LA I was following the path of jobs I had in the past, which was in film and TV, which is also another beautiful industry. But I found myself interviewing for positions I was qualified for, had done in the past. And for whatever reason, they weren't landing. I wasn't getting them. Hmm. And so then it kind of hit me. I just thought, why am I trying so hard for something that I don't even really see myself doing long term? Um, and it's not even working out what I'm qualified for, what I have a background in is not even, you know, it's not even taking me further. So then I just kind of sat back and I was like, no, music is 
music is what I love to do. Um, it's never gone away. It's never been, you know, I'm not going to do that. It was always, which one do I do? And eventually music just, just won out in the end. And from that point on, even if I had gotten jobs that were not in music, the perspective had shifted. Hmm. So it was, okay, this is a job that um, I can appreciate for its time and in its season, but ultimately music is the hustle, you know, long-term. So I think that was, it hit me when, you know, I was qualified for these jobs and I wasn't getting them. And it just kind of was like a, why not if this isn't working out? Right. So let me now shift the question to dad. What was it like on your side as a dad, as a father, watching your daughter, you know, work through different jobs, but knowing ultimately that God gifted her in this way, what was that like for you? Well, if you heard her sing when she was about eight years old, you'd probably think she was crazy to do this. (laughs) She loved to sing, but she wasn't, you know, quite developed yet. Her face right now is classic. (laughs) But eight years old, a lot of pressure. (laughs) Yeah. But as she developed and started to really in this, you know, kind of through high school, she started getting in some of the contests or, you know, the the different events in high school. And I thought, wow, she's really, you know, she is gifted. Mm -hmm. And like I said before, we've always pushed music in our family, but, you know, knowing it's a tough business, it's a, to make a a job of it or make a living of it, you know, it's, it, it is, is tough, but you know, I, I kind of kept a, she knows me, I kind of keep a balanced view of things and say, you sure, you know, would, and all of this. But when she, she called me, I know when she's this time she was talking about it said, this is what I want to do. This is my passion. This is what I want to do. And, and I think at that point, you know, as a father, I just said, well, I got to believe in her. I got to believe in her. And, and uh, if you want to do this, go for it. And I'm behind you. And uh, she still has, you know, she has me ask about her bills and things like that every once in a while and how we, how we doing with, uh, right. you know, jobs. But I'm, I'm 100% in with her whole music career. And she probably could say, or at least I'm up there as one of her number one fans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to help her as much as I can in, in my circles to, to advance. And, and I, now I, 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 you know, the more she has done it, the more I see she really has the goods and she's, she's talented. And, and there are a lot of talented people out there, but she certainly has the personality. She has the drive and she has the talent to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And so let's see where it goes. Well, and she has the support. Uh, I think Absolutely. that's important that she has support of family, you know, uh, to, to that point. So, uh, you know, who is it? All pro dad said you're a father forever. I think that was one of the most important yeah. quotes I learned early on is you're a father forever. So you're going to ask about bills. And all yeah. those things. Yeah. That's part of it. So Tori, we want to do everything we can to, uh, to support you. And, and we may have actually talked a little bit offline about some ideas in the future, but, and you didn't even know about that yet yet but um so what's next for you so i know right now you're in a contest and we want to get this up and get this out how can people support you in this contest yeah so specifically for um this radio contest that you guys were talking about so there's a local it's a pretty major radio station here in la um and they they favor on kind of pop culture music entertainment um in that category and every year they hold this search for this morning show's holiday star and it was one of those things where, again, it's taking that, that perspective of why not. So I ended up submitting uh, for their search and I've made it to be one of their finalists. And it's currently in a voting period right now. 
Okay. And then eventually the public will choose the, the winner and then the winner gets to perform um, at a Christmas tree lighting here in LA and they get to have their song on the radio, a recording session, um, just another way to uh, support, I guess, indie artists um, in LA. Cause there's a lot of us here too. So it is quite competitive, but that is the, uh, that's the contest um, that's currently happening. So that's a live thing that's happening right now. How many contestants are there currently? So there's five finalists now. Five so they're finalists. Okay. Um, I, th- I believe they ran it mostly on Instagram and TikTok, but okay. it was anybody could have entered. And so they had, you know, many submissions and they, the radio station and whoever's choosing the panel, right. They, they narrowed it down to five. And so that's where I'm sitting. And I feel awesome. I honored in general, just to even be a part of the five. Right. 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 Um, push is always to, to win if you can, right? Certainly. Well, and, and I, I have to think that, you know, I one of my things that I always think about is that Daughtry didn't win American Idol. I think he was kicked off, like, I don't know. I don't watch American Idol anymore because Daughtry got kicked off before the finals. <laughs> I have a tendency to hold on to bitterness a little because bit. Because you look like him. <laughs> he's he's a far better singer than I am. But 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 to that point, Daughtry's had an, an amazing career. And there's multiple American Idol, you know, contestants who didn't actually make it to the final, but they were recognized and they had the visibility. So but I'm not saying you're not gonna make it because we're gonna do everything we can to, to to win this thing. Let's let's bring it home. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> also working some new muscles as an indie artist, you gotta put on all the hats, right? And so, right. you know, it's as much as I love making the music and um, being on that side of things and being the creative, it, it, you know, it's in this day and age, you also got to spend half your time getting it out there and you have the greatest song in the world, but if nobody hears it, Mm -hmm. there's no way to, to make a living or, or, or pursue that fully. So that's also some muscles I'm like trying to work out and, and figure out that side of things. You know, and she's, she's a pretty humble person. So Mm -hmm. this kind of area is, is, is harder for her. It's more Mm -hmm. of a stretch for early all my kids. I mean, they're, they're not, you know, braggadocious type kids, which is great, but you know, you have to be a little bit in this business. You have to get your name out there. And so I think, like she said, I guess a stretch in her son, which is good. Yeah. And I could say as a podcaster, I, I, I get it. There's, I don't know how many million podcasters in the world. And I'm not a guy that likes to promote myself but you have to i mean you have to otherwise nobody's ever going to know that you exist so yeah. yeah well this is awesome all right so and the song you're singing is an original song is are they featuring one song or are they featuring you as an artist for the contest is yes. that the, yeah so all that works is so the entry had to be an original song okay and that i submitted one of them i have more than one but um I submitted one of them, one of the most recent ones, just to kind of also work that. I hadn't, I hadn't performed that song as much. But ultimately, what it what appears to be is that the winner will be able to sing some original, could be more than one. And because it's Christmas time, they'll also have like Christmas songs to sing as well. Um, and then as far as the song that would get played on the radio, it it may be that one, but I I'm who knows, maybe they'll allow a choice or, or whatnot. But so that's how that one works. Um, but again, it featured all original content. They were like, you can't do any covers because um, they wanted to see artists and artistry come through. Nice. Um, that's, that's how that works. Okay. So we, I've taken a lot of 
both of your time. So I want to go around the horn. Let's start with you, Tori. What is what are all the links? So how can I one vote for the contest, two hear your song, three find you on socials, all that kind of stuff? Can you just give us the full download of how we find Tori? Yeah. So I'll start with the contest since that's the most recent. Um, mm-hmm. So the the way that you vote is through the radio station's website. It's an iHeart radio station, but the website directly is 1043myfm.com backslash star. And then we'll allow you to kind of read the rules on how to, how to vote, but you can do it through your Facebook account. That's the easiest. I find that to be the easiest. Um, but if not, there is a way to do it through Google. And then there's a way to do it through signing up for a specific iHeartRadio account. Um, but you can vote once a day um, until the end, which is November 3rd is the last day to vote. So you can vote once a day until then. And um, yeah, I think it's easiest to just do the Facebook personally. So that's the contest. Um, and then for my socials, I guess. So I do have a website, toryfloyd.com. Um, on Instagram, I'm the Tory Floyd. It's a, it's a little uncomfortable to be the Tory Floyd, but right. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then on TikTok, I'm just Tory Floyd. Um, Twitter, the Tory Floyd. So it, it's Tory Floyd. If you search it, it'll come up. I should be the first one. Should be the only one with that. Well, that name. Um, hey, I'm not, and I'm not sure how she chose that name. I, but I just saying that that's my father's name. Oh, that's his great. first name. But that may have had something to do with it. I don't know. But it was pretty cool when I when I saw that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's part of it. It's it's my uh, paternal grandfather's first name, and it also keeps initials the same but it's also a musical it's a very music industry name as well like pink right so just felt like the nice sweet spot for me to um yeah so that's that's how that works i love this behind the music stuff so that's cool all right so those are all your links coach what are your links i know you have a newsletter i I know how can people keep in touch with you because that's important as well yeah well i don't have a lot of links besides just you know my the mba stuff that i i do in my twitter account and all that. They just look up my name. My, my email is, is that I use personally is just scottwfleming at gmail.com. And that's how I send out those, you know, those up, updates and all that kind of thing. But um, yeah, just if, if they go to like nba.com or anything like that, there's, there's quite a few um, articles and things that we, we, and you, you see on, on Twitter and different things that I do, a lot of my promotion is about our players and about mm-hmm. the NBA and what's going on in India and Africa and, and all of that. And so, um, yeah, that's, and then a few personal things. And, and, and like you say, when I, when I see something that really means something to me, or if I have a, a rare thought that's pretty, that, that I think is pretty good, I'll, I'll stick it in there as well. So. Well, I'm really excited. Tori, do you miss Mount Vernon? I do. I think it, it was, so when we left, I was 15. So you're still in that age of like, oh, I'm happy. Like, I'm happy to be out in the world and doing new things, but as you get older, you just appreciate everything for what it, what it serves you. So, I mean, I had a great childhood. It was, you know, a small town in Ohio and it just, it was, yeah, I I do miss it for the hominess and we still have family there and it's familiar. So it's something that will always. Hey, Tori, tell them how many times you've moved now since then, you know, we, we stayed, we stayed one spot for 20 years there in Mount Vernon and then she had she finished her last two years in the Dallas area. But wow, just, just give them a quick. Okay. <laughs> uh, how many times you moved? Uh, 
Okay. I usually, I can't, I don't know the number, but uh, so it starts with Ohio and then we moved to Dallas when I was 15. And then I went off to college in New York. I, I was there for two years and then I transferred, but did my uh, junior year actually in Ashland University in Ohio. Okay. Uh, then I ended up finishing school in Seattle at Seattle Pacific. So I have technically I have four colleges that are that have contributed to my on your resume. <laughs> yeah. Your your LinkedIn you is like this. Of, you got kicked out of all those schools. <laughs> <laughs> I love this whole family thing. I do. I really I do. It's so good. Anyway, I'm sorry, Tori. Go ahead. And so those were like some of the bigger moves. In between, I did some summers um, in Florida. I did a summer abroad in India for four months. Um, actually, ironically, when they were not there, I was going to say, I, you knew a family there, right? Or no, no. Well, it was, it was through a guy that I knew initially Okay, she followed up on it and she worked for them you know, for that summer. Okay. It happened to be like the two years that he, they had come back and were in Idaho. So just the time I was there without them there. Um, and then I, I lived with them a little bit in Idaho after college. Cause when you're like, what do I do? Right. Um, and then uh, f- it'll be four years, five years, five years this coming spring, I will have been in LA. So this is the, like the longest I have lived anywhere since I was 15. So this wow. is like home as it gets now. Hey, and you always have a free room if you want to come home. You know that. Right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now, did Nashville, <laughs> did Nashville ever cross your mind? Me? Um, it's funny because... Um, it, I think it always, it always, is, as a musician of any kind, I think it's mm-hmm. always in the back of your mind um, because you can, you can be very successful in a city like that. Um, I will say it's never out of the question for right now. I don't see myself there. It also would be another pick up and move again, which I'm in a state right now where if I can at all, I'm going to try to stay put, like start some roots, feel like you're grounded somewhere and not just keep hopping around yeah but it's never out of the question it never is um but la and nashville are kind of the two music capitals and i'm in one of them right now so for for the time being this is this is where i'll be and i'm not trying to push you to nashville i was just curious well her two-year she broke her two-year limit you know going to la she stayed a little longer this time so there you go all right last question for you tori what lane are you in in terms of uh genre uh, pop R&B. Pop R&B. Okay. Songwriter, because I also love the the storytelling of a lot mm-hmm. of the artists. Um, but I mean, my biggest influence, I mean, you can attest to it too, but growing up was a lot of R&B. So Earth, Wind & Fire, Stevie Wonder. Nice. Uh, that was my music. There yeah. you go. There you go. I love it. I, I love it. I love the throwback, honestly. Uh, we need more of that in, in today's music. We really do. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's where, um, our, even like gospel, like we grew up on Kirk Franklin too. So just that kind of like, uh, just soulful of some kind and has a, a rhythm to it. But, um, uh, but I definitely love my pop. Andre Crouch. Mm. The BB and CC Winans were BB and CC in there anywhere. Yeah. All right. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Those are my favorite. But I love support artists today. And these are like pop girls. These are pop stars, but I do love, uh, musically, I do love Ariana Grande. She kind of blends that. Pop. Um, but then I also like to say I'm kind of a mix between Ariana and maybe some Julia Michaels. Okay. Is that like songwriter, storyteller aspect that she has. So 
that's how I've self-diagnosed my music. Hey, Dory, tell, tell him your quick story with Jesse J, the concert you went to. Oh, okay. So um, this was, it would have been for 2017. So it's a while ago now. Um, and a little context, when I love an artist, because obviously music is my life, but when I love an artist, I'm going to do everything I can to, I'm going to sign up for that pre-sale. I'm going to get that code. I'm going to be there at like front row, like go big or go home. So there was a show, Jesse J happens to be one of my favorite artists. And mm-hmm. she, um, she had a show at a venue called the Troubadour, which is, it's really famous venue, but it's small. Um, it doesn't house that many. It's basically like a bar and a stage. And I ended up being able to get some tickets for a show she was doing there. And when you're there, you, if you're able to kind of just like scoot towards the front, you can. So she does her show. And then about probably like a quarter or three quarters of the way through, she has this moment where she's like, okay, I know I'm in LA. So I know there's probably a bunch of singers here. I'm going to pass the mic around and I'm just going to have the band play and you do your thing. So she did that. She started on the other side of the audience and some people kind of just ad-libbed and did their thing and sang. And so it went from one person to the next, to then one girl right in front of me, she, it was her turn to sing and whatnot. And I didn't really expect much to happen. I was just, if whatever happens will happen. But um, as she's ending her song, cause she's in front of me, she just turns around and literally drops the mic right in front of me as in, as like intentional to do that. And in, in like a split second, I decide, okay, I can either do the same thing that everybody else has just done and kind of ad lib and riff off, which is I can, but it's not my strength. And then within a split second, I decided to really like kind of throw a twist in. And there's a special skill that I know that she can do that she and I share, which is singing with our mouth closed. And still being this, yeah, this is probably not how you thought the story was going to go. No way. I'm sorry. Go ahead. This is classic. This is classic. This is unbelievable. Yeah. And well, there's actually two, there's a YouTube video out there that's like over 2 million views where you can actually see this moment. Okay. Which I will share. Yeah. <laughs> but so in that moment, I decide to just kind of wing it and stop and ask her, you know, I know that you can do this. I can also do this. Can we sing together? I don't know where that came from. I just, it was like, a, okay, let's just seize the moment. God moment. A, a divine moment is what I was thinking as she's talking. Sorry, Tori, go ahead. And she was like, I think she was a little bit cut off guard, but in a good way, because almost immediately she was like, okay, let's do it. So then she turns to her band and they try to find a song to sing and there's some downtime where people are throwing out suggestions and whatnot. So I'm just kind of like, okay, this is happening. Try to prepare myself. Um, and eventually she turns and she says, do you know, I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston. And I was like, yes, let's just do it. Let's go. And then I kind of get in like game mode. Right. right. <laughs> and she starts singing. She does uh, a line of the first verse. Then I do the next line. And then she does the other line. And then, we finish it out, uh, the first verse, and then that was it. And it was just kind of like a, a super unique moment. I had not planned on going in. I just happened to know that we both shared this weird party trick type talent. Um, and I just went for it. And so now it's a really cool story. And to have somebody capture it, and I can now relive it. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's definitely a highlight of just... Right. I'll tell you, it's hard to do too. I've tried about a hundred times. <laughs> so it is a gift. 
I'm not. I'm not even gonna try it. I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I can't here, don't it. try it now. I can't try sing it. with it. I can't sing with a mouth open, let alone mouth closed. But well, that's so cool though to meet our heroes. And I, I, I was taking my daughter up to Grace College, uh, another NAIA college, and uh, we were talking about she just finished up her first uh, quarter semester. I'm not even sure what they're on. I should probably know that as her dad, but I don't. And and we were driving up, and I, I just told her, you know, for me, it's like live life unscripted. I mean, that's an unscripted moment right there. Not to it has nothing to do with the podcast. It's it's about living and stepping into opportunities. You could have just left that microphone there. As you said, you had that choice. And I think when we truly live, we pick up the mic and we take every opportunity that's right there in front of us. And, you know, some people don't, and that's okay. But for those of us that do, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? And now you have a story to tell. It's gone viral. It's, on, you know, and especially in a world that we're in today, it could end up on video somewhere. Uh, what a moment for you. That's really cool. You get to meet one of your heroes. You got to sing with one of your heroes and there's video evidence of it. It's not just a story where people, you know, I caught a fish this big. It's a true story where you really did get to meet one of your heroes. That's so cool. And it'll be a great story when we work together on a song in the future, right? <laughs> there you go. You remember that time, right? I, I mean, I'm I'm going to meet Mercy Me in two weeks and I was their slob of the month when they did this blog thing back when blogs were cool. I guarantee you, they don't even remember that. But to your point, I just entered this thing and somehow it happened. And I was the very first slob of the month. And I get to tell Mercy me, hey, remember when you were slob of the month? I was the guy that, you know what I mean? It, it, you never know. And so it's- You have so, evidence. You have evidence. I have evidence. There's receipts, right? As they call, the kids call it today, yeah. we have receipts. So very cool. Tori, this has been awesome. Uh, I've taken a ton of both of your time. Um, I, I, let me tell you, Tori, directly, I, I love your dad. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. Um, I'm so inspired by him. He's been a huge supporter of me. Um, we really didn't even know each other very well when I was at Mount Vernon. I don't even, were you even born when I was at Mount Vernon? Coach, was she born? She was born in 94 or so right about that time so there you go so we obviously did not know each other but but uh I, you know your your dad has been awesome and uh just such a supporter of me and and um i'm so thankful for him and they're thereby thankful for you i'm thankful for your time today we wish you the best so one more time uh because i'm gonna cut and edit and splice and do all this stuff how can my audience get you to that win we want that dub for, for you tori how can we get that for you you can vote daily um, each day until November 3rd on 104.3 myfm.com backslash star. Uh, and there will be the other, the, the, the total entries, um, the, the finalists. Uh, but there's a way to, once you log in to your Facebook, Google, or if you want to make an iHeartRadio account, it will show you um, how to vote for Tori Floyd. All right. So anybody listening to this, anybody that hears this, anybody that sees this, go vote for Tori Floyd today, oh, right oh. now vote because yeah. uh, we're going to get that dub i promise we're, i'm 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 on it uh whatever five people listen to this are gonna go out and vote for you so that's five more than you had before there you go. So, there you go there you go well now i'm so thankful for the fleming and i guess floyd family i'm not sure how that works but i'm <laughs> i'm thankful for the flemings uh, i really am and i'm so honored that you all would come on and, and this is really cool I'm, I'm so thankful this is really cool this has been very special so thank you Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad, from his studio at the Junction in Old Hilliard. Make sure to like, share, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out my song, Great and Mighty One, on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your music. We'll see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad.